me to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verses 1 through, 1 through 9. This is the living word of God. A psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Well, last week we saw uh, a change in the psalm a little bit from being uh, mostly a psalm of deliverance, talking about uh, the Lord's deliverance of his people, to instruction about wisdom. And this week we are reminded that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and brings a, the great blessing of the Lord to us. Verse 9, O fear the Lord, you his saints, there is no want to those who fear him. Now, to fear the Lord shows that the wisdom from above is growing in the life of his redeemed children. And a lack of the fear of the Lord shows that the saint is actually uh, weak in wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to acknowledge his awesome power, holiness, and uh, sovereign will. And this morning we read the shorter, in the Shorter Catechism, it said, uh, it stated, God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, uh, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. And it's very wise to fear a God like that. Very wise. To fear our God, the only true and the living God. Charles Spurgeon defined fearing God uh, by five actions. So I'd just like to share briefly about these five actions. Uh, first one is to pay to him humble, childlike reverence. Secondly, uh, to walk in his law, his laws. Uh, third, to have respect to his will. Fourth, to tremble, to offend him. And fifth, to hasten to serve him. So, uh, number one, uh, he suggested that we should pay to him, pay to the Lord, humble and childlike reverence. In Psalm 89, it says, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. That's us. God is to be greatly feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. And God is greatly to be feared here in the assembly, as we did together uh, just a minute ago when we prayed, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We want him to be exalted. And uh, we should come humbly before him personally and daily as a congregation, also weekly, uh, to show him reverence. If we fear him and we humble ourselves like children with childlike reverence, we will not want for or we will not lack uh, in joyful communion with him. Secondly, uh, to revere him, we should walk in his laws. Psalm 112 lists some of the blessings uh, of walking in his law. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So if we fear him by walking in his laws, by obeying them, uh, we will not lack an impact for generations if we fear him. Thirdly, have respect to his will. We should respect his will. Um, who is the man who fears the Lord? Psalm 25. Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. In other words, if you're not walking in the fear of the Lord, then you're really not teachable, or you're, ready, you're not ready to do his will. Uh, but uh, the Lord will teach those who fear him uh, and do his will. 
the way that he chooses. And then later on in Psalm 25, it says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So if we fear him by respecting his will, he will teach us the way he chooses, which is the right way. We will not lack direction, and also we will not lack an understanding of his covenant. Fourth, uh, we are to tremble to offend him. We should tremble if, it's, if we offend him. Psalm 130, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. If we fear to offend him, we will not lack his forgiveness, of course, by his grace. In Matthew 10, Jesus said, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We should tremble to offend him. And then last, we should hasten to serve him. If we are walking in fear, we should be quick to serve him. Uh, Samuel said to the people, the prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel 12, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. If we fear him and thus serve him rightly with all our heart, we will not lack any purpose in life. So as we come to partake of the communion of the Lord this morning, let's fear and reverence the almighty holy God who supplies his grace to us in Jesus Christ so that we do not lack or want for his salvation. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Let's pray. Oh Lord, you are God and worthy to be feared. Those who are wise fear you and tremble to disobey you. Lord, may we be more like that. Enable us during the rest of this time of worship to greatly fear you in the assembly of the saints. And make us, Lord, a people who humble ourselves in childlike reverence. Walk in your law, respect your will, and hasten to serve you. There is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And we tremble and we rejoice that we have been forgiven through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross to redeem us. And we come to this table in his precious name. Amen.